The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors. Welcome to Healthy Lifestyle with Lorianne. I am Coach Lorianne. Our goal here at Healthy Lifestyle is to inspire, educate, and empower you to fulfill a healthy, emotional, spiritual, and physical life so you can feel empowered to live the life you have always wanted and dreamed. Welcome to the show. I hope you're having a great day. I am excited to have today Amy Stein on again. You've heard her before. And on Healthy Lifestyle, we always love to give you some verbal caffeine to light you up with possibilities. And with Amy, there's a lot of possibilities. Amy Stein is from Body, Mind, Spirit, Breath. In a world where chronic pain and disease can be overwhelming, Amy's on a mission to empower women to take control of their health and well-being. And as a guide and educator, she leverages the wisdom of ancient healing techniques and helps women transform into their best healers. Through tailored support and holistic practices, she assists them in reclaiming their lives from the grip of pain and disease. Welcome to the show, Amy. Thanks, Lorianne. I'm happy to be here. So excited that you are. Um, so let's just dive into this. I know in the past you have had major illness and this kind of sent you down your journey of healing. Um, tell us a little bit, a bit about that and how healing can provide lessons for us. Sure. Yeah. So I always had issues as a kid growing up with the thing I spoke about last time we were on in that being a highly sensitive individual I could sense everything around me, right? So I could smell things other people couldn't smell. I could see things, feel things. I didn't want to eat certain foods. I didn't want to be around certain people. And when I would talk to the adults in my life about these experiences, I was told I was making it up that, oh, you have a crazy imagination. Isn't that nice, right? But in our society, we're taught not to have that imagination, not to be tapped into that innate wisdom. But we all have that capacity, that sixth sense in us. It's just conditioned to come out of us after childhood because it's no longer socially acceptable to talk about things you can see that other people may not be able to, right? Because it's also not very convenient for those people, right? Because now they have to deal with something they don't understand, exactly. makes them feel uncomfortable. So they put us in little boxes, right? Yes. And that's the thing. So, you know, there was as a child of the eighties, there was no highly sensitive. It was, you went to the doctor and they just told you you're too sensitive, grow a thicker skin, stop complaining all the time. You're using it as an excuse to get out of doing things. But the messages from my body were real, but I was taught by the authority figures around me that they weren't, that they were in fact false. And so I was taught that it was a lie, that my body was deceiving me. So I began to view my body as the enemy. And as I did that as a child, the symptoms got louder, right? Like, cause it's trying to get your attention. And because in our society, we're not taught how the body is designed. We're not taught about how the body operates. And we're certainly not taught what to do when something goes wrong other that than to go to the doctor. Yeah. And, and when we go to the doctor, they just honestly, no offense for the medical field, because there's really, it serves a certain purpose, but we're given band-aids. We're not solving the root problem. We're not looking for the root problem. We're just looking at what you, what symptoms you have now. And that sometimes ends up making worse and larger problems because we're not going back to the root of the matter. And we're not listening to ourselves going back into you know, the success codes we already have inside of us, as well as our healing codes. We know best for our bodies. Yeah. And that's the thing, but we're not taught that, right? We're always taught to look outside of ourselves to the authority sure. figure, to the person in the lab coat. And so as a child growing up, that was very disempowering. And as an adult, it was even more disempowering because I was an adult. 
And I knew these things were happening, but I was still told like, you're too sensitive. This is not right. Your labs are quote unquote normal. And the symptoms were getting louder to the point that I became bedridden and I couldn't leave the house and I couldn't leave the bathroom and I couldn't function as a normal adult, quote unquote normal, right? Because there is no normal. And when I would go to these same doctors that I had worked with for years, as a colleague, they treated me like everybody else. You're just a number. Here's a prescription pad. We'll take a picture. We'll do this protocol, this procedure, come back when it gets worse. And this is the standard of care. And this is why I say it's a sick care system because it promotes sickness. It doesn't promote healing. It doesn't promote health. It doesn't promote education or empowerment. Again, it keeps you in a position of looking outside of yourself. And so then, of course, you're not going to honor the messages from your body. Of course, you're not going to trust that they're real. Of course, you're not understand that they're there to help you, right? Like that's such a foreign concept to us. But that is what the journey of healing has done for me. So it's been over a decade. It's 13 years years now that I've been on this journey. And it looks very different than when I first started. So when I first started, I did the traditional Western medicine approach, right? I tried all the things I took the medications, even though I knew it wasn't working. I didn't have any other options. This is all that was given to me. And so it was really frustrating to me that I was being treated as just a normal typical patient, just another number, right? Like here's a prescription, come back when it gets worse. And I wasn't respected for what I had to say. I was viewed as a difficult patient because I was challenging what the doctor said. And I was asking them, have you read this journal article? Have you read this book? Have you seen the latest research about X, Y, and Z? And it was like, you know what? I went to medical school. You did not. And it takes a very strong person to advocate for themselves. And I kind of became weakened by the process and that I just started to say, I'll take the path of least resistance because I need someone to believe me and I need to get better. Yeah. One, you need to get better. And as you're going through this process, you're getting weaker and weaker and weaker. So it it almost feels like it's futile. I I understand the feeling because I, I, years ago, I had really bad pains in my um, intestinal area and it just wouldn't subside. And it was horrible. And I go to doctor after doctor after doctor, literally went to 16 doctors. And in the interim, that's how I got associated with herbal medicines and aromatherapy and things like that. Because I was trying to, I was searching wildly to figure out what this was that nobody could figure out. And like you, it's in your head. You're too sensitive. Um, it's it's not real. This isn't really happening. As if it would go away if they told me that, oh, okay, now I feel better. And then, I mean, that's not a prescription for any, that's not even an answer. You know, that's just such a non-answer. I, I actually discovered, I got certified as an herbalist. I started taking control of what I was eating. I really started learning more about the body And then I went to the 17th doctor and I swore, I said, this is the last doctor I'm going to. I went to the 17th doctor and I walked in and I gave him, I was like, here we go. And I like sing sang my, my, my symptoms. And he was just, he went, oh, I know what you have. And I went, what? And all of a sudden, like things changed. Mm -hmm. So he knew he had seen it over and over and over again. He goes, oh, you have irritable bowel system. You have colitis syndrome, rather you have colitis and you have a really bad case of diverticulosis, which is a constant irritation within the intestinal system. And, um, and he goes, and right now it looks like when you have those pains, you may be getting diverticulitis. Now I had never heard any of these things before. And, and I thought he was absolutely magical. And I finally found the right person, but who's going to 
stick in it for 17, right? And I wanted to empower myself. At that point, I had started to empower myself with learning about herbs. I had started to empowering myself, learning about what my body was telling me. And that in coordination with what he told me allowed me to make decisions and become my best advocate. And is that what we do when we start listening to our body? Absolutely. And so your 16 is my 32, right? And that's not that's not abnormal because you're desperate for diagnoses. You're desperate for someone to fix you. But in that constant looking outside of yourself, you actually are missing the messages for healing that are coming up internally. And right. so this is a foreign concept. Like even with me doing the same track of you, you know, aromatherapy, herbalism, then energy medicine, trauma, trauma healing, all these things, right? If there's not a connection between the mind, the body, and the spirit, which is why I call my company Mind, Body, Spirit, Breath, because I see the value in all aspects of those, it's really important to then say, if I'm not addressing all these components, because within all those components, there's also aspects of physical, emotional, energetic, vibrational, uh, spiritual components. So if you're not getting all of them, I'm trying to remember them all. I'm like, wait, did I miss one? Yeah. Then you're gonna, you're missing the mark, right? But again, none of this is talked about, and that's the issue. So when I do master classes, my first question to people is not where are you located. It's did you ever learn about how your body works? What did you learn in school? Because guaranteed, you didn't learn any of the things that you need to know if, if you have chronic pain or chronic disease. Well, let's be honest, Amy. If if we were empowered with that information, we'd be a whole different society. Oh my God, no, not that. And and we would be empowered to make better decisions for ourselves, and we wouldn't be held hostage in an environment where some of the people in that institution, in that machine keeps us ill, right? Because it's a profitable organization. Um, I even see that because of the insurance I'm fortunate to have, that they, they it, some, I shouldn't say all doctors, because I don't want to, you know, take out the whole medical community because it's not everyone, but they're taught that way through schooling. They're taught that way through the AMA. They're taught that way through the pharmaceutical companies that are running all of this and making humongous profits on all of this nonsense, half of which they're causing. So they cause it, mm -hmm. then they prescribe a medicine, which causes yeah. other things. So they have to pre pre prescribe another medicine. And it's this terrible, vicious cycle that we just need to really empower ourselves and take that back. Now you speak about um, our shadow side. Let's talk about what is our shadow side and what are the benefits of that? What are, what's the value of understanding our shadow side? So I think it's important for people to understand that in a dualistic society, everything is labeled good and bad, right? And so either this is good, this is bad, this is evil, this is, this is pure, this is dark, this is light. But actually there's a lot of gray. Like it's not just black and white. And so when we're stuck in, again, this dualistic mindset, we have to, in order to survive, we have to label things a certain way. It's a, and it's a reaction. It's an automatic judgment that you've been imprinted on since childhood. It's not something that you come to on your own accord, right? So Bruce Lipton talks about this. The imprinting happens before age seven. So when we are viewing the body as an enemy, when it's doing something bad, when it's broken, when it's not following the protocol. It's not following what we want it to do. We try to ignore those parts of ourselves, right? We try to let them be stifled. We try to push them down. That If they're not real, 
we don't need to see them. They don't exist, right? So we don't feel our emotions. We don't feel our sensations in our society. We hold our breath a lot because we're trying to prepare ourselves for what's coming at us. But if you can change your perspective to seeing the value in what's coming up from the body, emotion is just energy in motion. It's the body communicating to the brain. But in our society, everything is logical. Everything is the mind. The mind is simply part of the body. And again, it's part of that aspect of mind, body, spirit. You need to incorporate all of them. So if you're solely living in your mind in a judgment of shame and blame and criticism, and this is wrong, and this is right, and I'm wrong, and I'm right, and I need to do this, and I should do that, you're missing the mark of all of the gray. But again, that that goes back to, Amy, that goes back to, it's a, it's an, it's a, a, opportunity for controlling people because as long as you're beating yourself up you're not empowered to join with other people to make Mm -hmm. better and again i'm not trying to paint a picture of doom and gloom i'm just Mm -hmm. trying to really elevate and bring to light that we need to think for ourselves critically and and utilize all those those elements within ourselves we need to look inside ourselves all the answers are there um even when i'm coaching i'm like you already know the answer. You just want me to validate it. Tell me what you really want. Tell me what you think is the right answer. And nine times out of 10, they do know that. Sometimes they don't understand the how, but they understand the what, and the what is important. The how comes, Mm -hmm. our brain solves the how. Our hearts is where you get the what. Our spirit is where we get the voice to what we're supposed to do and destined to do, even taking care of ourselves. And, And bringing it to light, really, really can offer a great insight, right? Mm-hmm. When you, so it comes back to awareness, right? When you're aware, yes. you bring something yes. to light, then you can make choices. You have choices. Yes. You can take the responsibility, right? So we're told we did something wrong. This is why it happened to us, right? You're being punished. This is why you're sick. You did nothing wrong. Like I want to say that like a few times, you did nothing wrong. We all have had choices and experiences that we had to make. The body's designed to keep us safe. It's also designed to survive. So sometimes you have to make the best choice in that moment. Is it always a conscious decision? No, but you can take the responsibility now to unlearn everything that you've been told about sickness and health and well-being. And so this is the topic of my book. It's all about unlearning, unlearning these belief systems, unlearning the ideas we have about health, unlearning what you think sickness is, you know, unlearning what aging is. Aging is just another form of disease. It's not actually what the body is designed to do. But again, if you're kept disempowered and don't understand any of these things, it's going to seem like a foreign language to you to feel your emotions. I don't want to do that. But if you understand that it's going to pass in 90 seconds, if you actually feel the sensation or emotion, you're probably going to be more apt to do it. That's why the pharmaceutical companies are muting art with all of these mood enhancers or mood suppressants or, you know, you feel like this, we'll, we'll put a little smiley face in front of you in the commercial and that's going to, and and I look at that and go, oh my goodness, for goodness sakes, just feel the emotion. Sometimes they're yummy, sometimes not so much, but you're right. They don't last long once you once you deal with them, once you have some kind of mechanism and you, you look at, you ask yourself the why, why am I feeling these? Mm-hmm. What's making me feel this? Or how come I'm feeling this way? When you start asking that yourself, those questions, you're self-empowering. Yes. Self-empowering. And we have that capability to do that right now. Every single one of us, no matter what our background is, no matter, no matter our education, no matter if, um, what's the name of your new book, by the way? So it's a working title. It's New Beginnings, My Journey Through Unlearning and Manic Healing. You know, the process of doing something different and not thinking that 
different is bad because in our society, we're taught that different is bad. Honestly, it's just something new. It's just it's different. Not, that's all. Yeah, it's it's not, just different. Exactly. It's just different. It's unique and, and unique. It's something I love new to you. you. Yeah. I love the you, Y-O-U, mm-hmm. unique. And they try to suck that out of us because then again, yes. they can't make us stand in line, hold each other's hands, sit in the same desk, sit in the same place. Right. We get into those those rituals that mm-hmm. we easily break and unlearn, like you're saying. How does mm-hmm. one unlearn something? That's a question that comes up often. And I'm actually being asked that right now. Yeah. I mean, so it's it's a curiosity, right? And that's not something, again, that we're taught to do. We're taught not to be curious. You, ju- you don't question the status quo. You just go, you just oblige. You just, uh, you know, you, you go. You know how much trouble I always got in because I asked yeah, too many obey. questions? Hey, me too. I was the kid that was always out in the hall because I was always questioning everything and, you know, just do what we tell you to do. And I was like, no, that doesn't sound right to me. And that's the thing. And I want people to feel like that's okay to do. You can question these ideas that you've always had that you thought were your own because, again, they're not your own. They're what you've been taught by your culture, by society, by your family internal network. They've been passed down ancestral healing, right? Because everything is just energy. So you can't destroy it or create it, but you can change it. And by changing it is that's when you can create it to a healing frequency. And so when you're bombarded constantly by all of this, you know, technology and all of the things that go and the keeping up with the Joneses and how the things you have to do and successes looks like this, you can't think for yourself. It's all external noise. So I always tell people like quiet the noise because you already have your own programming through your head, the monkey mind of, you know, the bad neighborhood of the 80, 90% bad thoughts that are repetitive, right? Like it's enough already. And then you have everything externally bombarding you 24 seven, right? I can't sleep. Let me Google that. Oh, what, what's the best diet to take? Let me Google that. It's always looking outside of yourself. So can you be curious and ask, well, maybe that doesn't serve me anymore. Like, is that really true? And again, it's not an easy thing to do. It's a, it's about practicing awareness. Unlearning is being aware of how you are behaving, of how you are reacting, of how you're responding. If you're triggered, why is this triggering me? Where do I feel this in my body? That's a huge one. Like with, you know, somatic experiencing, where am I feeling this right now? Oh, I'm numb from the neck down. Why is that? Because I don't feel safe to, to be in my physical body, but I can feel my feet are on the floor. Right. So it's taking those small steps. It's not this hard and fast approach. It's not do all the thousand and one things. It's doing it mindfully. Yeah. Doing it mindfully is important because we, you know, you, when you're starting to try to create a new habit, it starts with that awareness and then taking those small steps. And it takes practice. This isn't going to be an overnight thing because we have been taught this for many, many, uh, years of our lives, you know, starting from school, you know, sit in this chair, you know, this is what you're supposed to do, stand in line, stand behind each other. All these things are rituals to get us to fall in line. And again, I'm not looking for everybody to run out and do all the things, that, you know, all different crazy things. What I am looking for and we're trying to explain and we're talking about is really really empowering yourself and taking taking the control back and looking inside ourselves instead of outside of ourselves yes. with the answers because they're there. How do we get back to basics? How do we get back to living basic again so that we can find ourselves, feel all those feelings? You know, feeling angry is not a good feeling, but once you feel it, it's gone, it, you mm-hmm. pass through it, you know, and you can you can actually not get so angry. It won't ramp up because you're, you're really thinking about it. So you're like, oh, that's why I feel that way. Okay. 
I get it. Mm-hmm. And you move through it as opposed yeah. to let it embody you and then really crush, crush not only your cells and your vibration, but eventually it will crush your, your soul. souls. Yeah, mm-hmm. your very soul. Yeah. And that's the only thing we really have to protect are our souls. Right, because we're just souls having a human experience, right? And so I think it's important for people to understand that when you don't feel your emotions and sensation, you create trapped energy in the body. This trapped energy is what leads to pain and disease and sickness, right? So if you, you're you creating a self-fulfilling prophecy by not feeling your emotions and sensations, but again, you don't know any better, so you're just doing what you're told. So Give me an example to- of that. Give me an example of that so, so our listeners can really understand creating that, that we're creating it within ourselves. Yeah. So for instance, you know, someone says something I don't like, and instead of saying and advocating for myself, Hey, I, you know, that doesn't, that's not really what I was trying to say, or that I feel this way when you said that, right. When I festers inside of me, the energy becomes blocked. So energy is like water. It wants to flow. So if it's not flowing, it has all these like dams and blockages. And so the body needs to run in a way that the electric currency the vibrational currency can flow appropriately throughout your whole body so that your body works in the way it was designed to work and operate. So if you have all of these stuck trapped emotions that you haven't felt or sensations that you've ignored or experiences that created trauma in your body, because trauma is not the event, trauma is the body's physical response to the event that happened, right? So Lorianne and I can have the exact same experience. I can create a trauma pathway and she can go off and have no issue whatsoever. Absolutely. You are listening to Healthy Lifestyle with Lorianne. We're going to come back with Amy Stein. We're having this great conversation, really trying to help you see another way to empower yourselves because change starts, as Gandhi says, within ourselves. We're going to take a short break. You're listening to JVC Broadcasting, Healthy Lifestyle with Lorianne. We will be right back. back to Healthy Lifestyle with Lorianne. I am Coach Lorianne. And if you'd like to be a guest, lift up your business or product or not-for-profit, or if you have a question or comment, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at healthylifestylewitha at gmail.com. That's healthylifestylewitha at gmail.com. We are on all social media platforms. Please feel free to like, share, follow, Google, email us, anything. We love to interact with you. Anyway, back to the show. We are here with the great, amazing Amy Stein, um, clearly a New Yorker like myself. We both talk wicked fast. So if you're not keeping up, just listen again. You'll get it the second time through. So Amy, welcome back. We were talking about, you know, how do we get back to basics? Because we have been trained and some might even say indoctrinated to think a certain way so that it disempowers us so that we will just step in line, get in line and not really live ourselves to the fullest version of ourselves. And when we discover that um, everything else is possible and all these possibilities come into realm because we are actually living the way we're supposed to and it feels good. How do we get back to those basics? Yeah. So it's going to sound really simple, right? Because healing is really simple and we make it more complicated with our humanness. It's not easy, but it is simple in theory. So the back to basics, the cornerstone is connecting with mother earth. So in our society, we revere technology and mother earth is like all that other thing, right? That we actually are designed 
to be in affinity with, to be in connection with, in relationship with. But in our society, we don't give that respect. We pollute and abuse her because we don't see the value of it. But there's so much value that she offers in just examples of resiliency and examples of how her rhythms are the way that your body is designed to work as well. So the rhythms of day and night, the seasons, right? So we're in winter right now. It's a frozen tundra outside. I'm not going to be playing in the garden. Like that's not going to happen. It gets darker. I'm going to go to sleep earlier and I'm going to wake up. It's still dark out, but I'm going to, I'm going to live with the rhythms that she dictates, right? So for women going by the moon, because your menstrual cycle follows the moon. So most women will menstruate at the new moon. Some will menstruate at the full moon. I flip. So half the season I'm at new moon, half the season I'm at full moon because my body likes to keep it interesting, right? And like, so that's the thing. It's But when you work within her rhythms, you actually are working within your own rhythm of your body. You're respecting the innate wisdom that exists there that also is mirrored in her. And so mother nature is who I, is my higher power. Like that's who I work to, for examples. I see the value that she has in the resilience that she still is surviving no matter what humans have done to her. We will not outlive her. She will outlive us, right? No matter what we do. But as you spend so much time on technology and the reverence of technology, you actually cause more disconnection to your body. You know, Lorianne spoke about the rituals. Actually, in our society, it's more routine. There is no more ritual. But cultures that still live in a ritualistic way, again, in the in the seasons of Mother Earth, in the ritual of their body, the ritual of community, actually are a lot healthier than we are. And even though we think they're in a third world country and they don't know any better, they're living in the way that nature is designed. They're living in the way their body is designed. They don't have technology interfering with their daily lives as much as we do. You can't go anywhere right now without on planet Earth without a satellite being affected you. But a lot of these areas, they don't have TVs. They don't have cell phones. They don't have computers. Not everybody has a personal device they're getting radiated by. So they live a healthier existence. They eat real food right? They don't eat fake food. They don't eat processed food. They respond and work with the body rather than against it. They don't take all these unnecessary medications. They they look to the earth for their remedies. They look yeah. to the earth for their healing. And so if we can begin to do that again, it holds such power. It holds such <laughs> and it holds such reverence. Yeah. And, and here's the thing the we're the visitors here on earth. You know, we're, we're like Pez. We're going to come and go like Pez, but Mother Earth is going to stay here. And the people in those countries who aren't um, having that high technology, and there's advantages absolutely to having technology. I mean, I definitely know and understand the advantages to it. However, they live a lot longer. And when when studies are, are made on these cultures, if you will, they're just amazed at how they really do turn to Mother Earth. They they are growing their own food. They are grow they have their own animals. And I'm seeing more and more people in their 20s and 30s want their own chickens, want mm-hmm. their own farms, want want to have the eggs, want to be able to be self-sufficient and not have all of these preservatives. And uh, unfortunately, our FDA doesn't do a good job. They allow all this terrible, toxic stuff into our bodies. And because we were taught since little, I know I was, that, oh, the FDA, it's FDA approved. That's a good thing. And I say now the FDA approved it. Look into it because it, it's just not good. And I, I use flour. I'm like obsessed with this. Anybody who brings it up, I'm like, okay, I have to get on my little milk carton, is that our American flour is made to be drought resistant. It has 42 chromosomes in it. And just think about just the logic behind it. 
we are 98% water. That flour is drought resistant. There's no doubt we have leaky gut. There's no doubt we're having gluten allergies. There's no doubt that people are feeling icky and blowing up like balloons because that's what happened when you do drought resistant to something that's you know presumably hugely made of water, right? So this is just to me logic. I don't need science. It's just logic. Logic stems to science, right? So now when you talk about double zero flour, I love Caputo flour. Yes, I will endorse Caputo flour. Um, I get it from Italy um, and it is double zero and it is 14 chromosomes. It is how mother nature grows it Mm -hmm. without having technology cutting through it. I understand the need of that, of cutting through it, but that is totally for profitability. We want, we will pay more for things that matter. And I'm seeing that in our, in our young, younger people, I'm mm-hmm. seeing in twenties and thirties that unless a company gives back, they don't want to deal with them. Unless right. a company uses good products and non-preservatives, they don't want to do that. If a product is going to harm mother earth, they're very sensitive to that and they will not use the product. You know, yay them for standing up, uh, whether knowingly or not, they are really taking a stand. And that's what we need to do. That's what I hear you saying, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. It's about being mindful of what you're ingesting, whether that's food, whether that's social media, whether that's the news, right? Like being mindful of, is this actually helping me? Is this actually creating a safe environment for me? Is this actually creating and fostering what I need? Right? Because Right, because it's not most of the time. It's actually causing more disconnection and it, it's creating a separation between you and somebody else, right? Because again, with that's purpose. a right. Totally is- with purpose. If right. we are disconnected, we can't join together. And when we join exactly. together, we're stronger. Years ago, and I don't see that any as much anymore, and maybe that's because of my age and the age group that I'm in, but years ago, women would be pitted against each other and men would actually start the pitting against each other. It's like, can you believe what they said? And blah, blah, blah. And, and we would be our worst enemies because men knew that when women come together, we are fiercely strong. And so when we started coming together, we discovered we are fiercely strong. So be supportive and lift each other up, men and women, but you know, women specifically, when we come together, it is like this tribal thing that happens. And that's why we start talking in that language that sounds so woo woo, but the reality is, is we are by nature as humans tribal. We need to be mm-hmm. connected. There are connections that we make with each other. And when we meet, like when I met you first, the first time I met you, I'm like, oh, she's one of my tribe people because I just connected in me. I felt like I had known you for centuries and I knew so much about you. And yet I didn't know anything. And we started learning more and I'm like, yes, me too. Yes, me too. So it's just like, it's, it's, you connect with certain groups of people who have similar backgrounds, similar needs, who are vibrating at a certain level. And just remember your vibration gets intercepted by the actions of social media your television set any any of the electronic equipment that we have in our lives that gets intercepted and again there are people who want to make sure that we don't become the best version of ourselves because that would be really not only frustrating but fearsome for some people Mm -hmm. who don't want us to have that connection yeah. And it speaks to the greater, you know, the patriarchal system we live in now, but back in the day, it was a matriarch. It was women who, you know, who were the tribe leaders, who were the medicine women, the shaman. The and shaman. so this, yeah, this, 
disconnection between ourselves, but also disconnection between each others keeps us disempowered, but also keeps us lacking in that we can't learn from each other, right? We can't be in this community where, you know, my girlfriend makes soap. I buy the soap from her. I make the herbal bomb. She buys my bombs, right? Yes. She also, you know, she has a pasture-raised meat. I get my meat from her, right? And so we have a community and, you know, I, you know, I sell the homeopathic remedies. She gets them for me, right? So we have this community and then our friends, we also have created this larger community together between us. And so that's and I'm seeing what, more of that. I'm really seeing more yeah. of that. I, I have a place yeah. down in South Carolina and there's a community garden and everybody yeah. does their own garden, but then they contribute to the community garden to allow other people to take from the garden who don't want a garden and that doesn't resonate right. with them. So we are supporting each other and going back to what used to be so old fashioned air quotes <laughs> of, of, you know, I'm the butcher, you're the baker, here's the bread, here's a piece mm -hmm. of meat. Okay, we exchange that. It's like a go, almost going back to the barter system of yes. this is my superpower. I'm going to give you my superpower. What's your superpower? Yes. Okay, that's right. your superpower. So can you? I'll buy the soap from you, or I'll buy yes. the, you know, or I'll buy it from yes. your girlfriend, or what have you. And that community also brings back a different vibrational feeling. You feel part of something bigger than yourself, and it's a trusted version where you get to know each other, and it's very, very um, intimate. And it's so funny in having a conversation earlier this week, I was speaking to someone and I was saying, you know, what we're seeing on TV and the news in media in marketing and all that stuff in social media, they, they kind of make it as though we're pitted against each other. Mm -hmm. But if you walk out your house, you walk out your front door, that's not what we're seeing every day here. You know, mm -hmm. we're not seeing that everywhere. So in there, there, yes, there are definitely pockets of that where people see it, but then it's remove yourself from those pockets and put yourself into communities. But yes. part of putting yourself back into communities, giving back to the community, not just yes. taking from the community and yes. there's the disconnection. So how do we get back to our innate wisdom where we're going inside ourselves, Amy, how do we do that? Help us. Yeah. Well, Give us I think the tools. We need tools. I think yeah, I think support is really huge, right? And because you can't do any of these things with community without support, right? So I can rely on you, you can rely on me. There's a there's a trust factor there. There's a safety factor. And that speaks to the way the body's designed. The body wants to keep you safe. So if you feel supported and you feel safe, that opens up healing energies where if you don't feel safe and you feel disconnected and you feel like you're in a hypervigilant state all the time, you are not going to heal. Like it is just not going to work because the body's in survival. And then we come in a free state where you're numb from the neck down and nothing, you know, you just move through life like a robot and every day is Groundhog's Day and you can't make any changes and break habits. So for me, the way I connect to my inner voice, my intuition is through breath. And so trauma-informed breath is something that I use with clients as well, because it actually does a lot of different things, right? So one, you've been breathing since birth, so it's not a new skill to learn. Two, you don't have to go anywhere to do it, right? You can do it at home, on your, whatever you want. And it also allows for curiosity. So when I open a session with breath, even 10, 15 minutes of breath, it's a whole different feeling than when we open the session at you know, in the beginning, the person is in a whole different place. They're in a whole different mindset. They're, they're in an awareness of like, Hey, this is different. What else could I be open to that may be different? Yeah. It's new to me, but that's okay because now I'm in this different awareness. So it opens you up to this whole other process. And the more you do it, the more you can connect your intuition to that inner knowing to that higher self of, is this really true for me? 
is this best for me? What, you know, and that's when the breadcrumbs start to come. Like I'll say the universe will send you breadcrumbs, right? So there'll be this book or you'll listen to this podcast or someone will mention this idea and you're like, oh, that's three times this thing. Maybe I should go and pay attention to this, right? There's always these breadcrumbs coming to you. You're just not always in the the awareness yes, to be open Absolutely. I call that whispers and nudges. They're breadcrumbs, right? They're just little things that if you're looking up and you pay attention to it, you're getting that response. The one that I use as an example is if you've ever gotten into your car and there's a song on with literally the words to the song is answering a question you've had in your head all day. And it's like, yes, you should do it. Be you know, take that step, take that step. And all of a sudden you're like, what the heck? That's a whisper and a nudge. That's like a really good uh, one happened for me. And it was just like, it just had a big yes on a billboard. And I was like, what the heck? Who paid for that big yes to be there? And it was just very timely that I happened to look up. In two seconds before, had I put my head down, had I looked the other direction, I would have missed that big yes. And it answered a question that I had been asking myself all day. So those those breadcrumbs, as you refer to them, Mm -hmm. whispers and nudges, as I refer to them, help us avoid the being run over by a truck where universe is going to tell you, hey, you need to go in this direction. So I'm going to have to hit you by a truck, not literally, figuratively. And then in my case, it not only hit me, it ran over me, it backed up over me. That's how strenuous it was. But I wasn't taking the the nudges and the whispers. I wasn't paying attention to all of the signs and they were really increasing. They rapidly increased. Mm -hmm. Here's Mm -hmm. another way of knowing you're in the right direction. Life is, can be easy. Life is easy. If you're in where you're, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, it comes easily. It's like, oh, I'd like to do such and such. Gee, wouldn't it be nice if I could meet so-and-so and there you are in an opportunity to meet that so-and-so. You think about somebody one day out of the blue and you're like, oh my gosh, I haven't thought of that person in a long time. Pick up the phone and call them. There's a reason why you're thinking of that person. All these things connect us back into our innate wisdom and circulate us back, respecting not only ourselves, Mother Earth and what she values and what we value. And we're thinking about what our values are. All these other distractions are to not have us think. They want us to just follow like, sleeping sheep. And uh, we want you to think, we want you to get out of yourself and take control back and, and buy the soap from your girlfriend and the, the tinctures from you and, you know, the products from each other that we can share back and forth. And I, I, I wish we could truly go back to barter system. And I see a lot of that mm-hmm. happening now where we're all bartering with each other. I have chickens. Um, their names are who, what, and I don't know. My son named him crazy boy. Um, and they give us eggs. We're so grateful for the eggs and they continue to give us eggs and we share them with our neighbors. You know, it's just, just knowing that we can give back that, that little piece of, and I'm going to use the C word control of our life and what we're putting in our body makes me feel a hundred thousand times better about myself and the things I'm doing, the actions that I'm taking and taking care of these beautiful birds, which I never thought, listen, I'm a city girl, you know, nails, the, the sparkly makeup, the high heels. You know, I told a friend of mine once, uh, she said, Lorianne, aren't you getting too whole? too old for the high heels. And I was like, listen to me, you're going to hear click, click. That's my walker. And then click, click. Those are my high heels. So just <laughs> get over yourself. Cause that's going to be me. But you know, and here I am loving getting my feet into the dirt and playing with the chickens and taking care of the chickens. So what does that do to our soul, Amy, when we really get back in with mother earth? 
Well, so like I said, the intelligence that is in you is mirrored in Mother Earth. So when we're bombarded by all these artificial man-made frequencies that interfere with our energy, because again, everything is just energy. When you can connect back to Mother Earth, she neutralizes all of those negative frequencies. She has that positive rebalancing frequency. So when you're at the beach or you're in the mountains or you're in the woods, you feel good because you're having your body balanced the way nature intended it to be balanced, right? And when you're on the computer all day and having all these Zoom meetings and you have a wearable device on and your phone is to your head, you have more migraines, you have more dizziness, you might have like low level shocking or buzzing in your body. That is an indication that your body is giving you signals that something is not right. So there are things that we can do that are not radical approaches. It may seem radical, but really they're not. If you look at how we lived 50 years ago, they're not radical. Right. This is how people live 50 years ago, right? It's just radical to what we consider today's modern society, right. but it's not radical. It's living the way the body was intended to live. Yes. And taking that pause and doing the breath, um, yes. the breath, actually paying attention to how you're breathing actually quiets the mind. It does. And taking a break, you know, one of the things I am a huge proponent of is not spending a lot of time. If you have to be on the Zoom calls, if you have to do this as a source of income, I get it, but you need to take a break because you will feel exhausted all the time. So when you're feeling exhausted, when you're feeling that depleted, you need to go take a walk, a hike, go out there. And listen, I do lots of Zooms. That's part of what I do, part of my business in coaching my clients all over the world. Um, however, I do go take those hikes and I completely shut down. I take nothing with me because I yeah. need to completely shut down. So if you do anything, a tool that I'd like you all to take away is just do a half an hour to yourself. Start with 20 minutes. Start with 10 minutes. I don't care if you start with five minutes where you just get away from anything electronic. Go take a walk. Go walk around your your, your block. Go into the woods. Um, to go take a hike. And then try to add on and make it longer and longer sprints. And I want you to just take note of how you felt before and then after. And I guarantee you, when you feel what you feel after, you're going to want to feel that more and you feel clearer. And you, the answers come to you of things that you've yes. been struggling with. Yes. Last thoughts, Amy? I was going to say also get into water, right? So Lori and I are, you know, we're privileged that we live by the water here on Long Island, but you can just get into a bathtub. I take baths three times a week, right? I add my Epsom salts, Dead Sea salts, anything that gets you back into connection with the body the body being designed, right? So we're 98% water. The body wants to be neutralized. It wants to be brought back into balance. And the salt does that. I go to the salt cave every week, right? And so there are ways that you can do this to incorporate into your life that don't seem so radical. Yeah, I love that. For more information, please look up Amy Stein. You can work with her. She's going to help you with breathing. She's got breath work. She's going to be able to really give you the tools that you need to really empower yourself and get back to living basic, yet you can continue doing some of the things you're doing, but she's going to make help you, empower you to be more healthy. Um, if you want to look her up, it's mindbodyspiritbreath.com. I'm going to say that again because I messed it up at the beginning of the show. Totally take full responsibility for that. I apologize, Amy. It's mindbodyspiritbreath.com. 
look her up. Um, all the information will come with this as well. So just look below. You can get all that information, all the links. Um, thank you all for joining us today on Healthy Lifestyle with Lorianne. I hope we earn the privilege of your time. Again, I want to thank our guest today, Amy Stein. You are a superstar. Want to come back when you actually have the title to your new book. Um, and I, I think it's going to change a couple of times. So when you have it, please come back. We're going we're gonna to talk about the new book more. In the meantime, look for our show next Saturday at 3 p.m. on JVC Broadcasting and iHeartRadio. And we can be found on all major platforms. So we would be so grateful if you please like, follow, share, and subscribe. Until next time, I am Coach Lorianne Kazdia. Play a higher role, serve a higher purpose, show up for you, and what? Show up big. Bye, everyone. Have a great day. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors.